Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome to the live podcast. So in today's episode, we will be talking about how you can set monthly goals for your business. And especially if you are a therapist, um, you definitely want to either uh, take notes or come back and watch this or listen to this on the podcast later. Um, but we're going to be talking about how to set specifically monthly goals for your private practice business. Okay. And so to give you a little con- a little bit of context in terms of why I chose this topic today is that we are almost at the end of April already. And every single month, I have my mastermind students turn in an accountability report, also known as EOM end of month. And with that accountability report, we will ask them things around their streams of income. How are they spending their time? Um, how many clients or customers did they serve? How much money did they make? And just a few other questions, right? And then I upped the ante for our Dope Therapist Academy of students where this type of questionnaire is actually in their portal. It's been in their portal. Some of them may kind of skip over it because I don't talk about it in the coaching call, but little do they know that being the teacher professor that I am at heart, I will go back and look at the results every single month. And my rationale to that is if you're investing in a program that I have created for you to be more profitable in your mindset and in your bank account to live an abundant lifestyle coming from your business, I need data to show me that what I am doing with you and for you in our program is actually working. So I need the data. And so I upped the ante. I sent a message out to my mastermind students uh, on Monday or Tuesday. And then I also sent out a notice to our Dope Therapist Academy community, letting them know, hey, I need your numbers. And for our mastermind, you know, it's a higher standard for those students because they're in a different level in their business. And so what I end up sending them is a message that pretty much stated in loving words, but it was straight to the freaking point, which is, I need your numbers before the session. If you do not give me your numbers before the session, not to worry, we're going to spend your session doing the numbers. And that might hurt when somebody wants to come to their coaching call and specifically talk about a strategy, a launch that they're doing, go over something related to their business, right? And I'm like, this is related to your business. Because again, with that program, if you're committing to be with me for 10 months to help you grow, then to learn how to scale your business for streams of income, I definitely need to see your numbers because this ain't no small investment that we making with time and or money, right? So to have a good monthly plan, you clearly have to set goals, right? So I'm going to break down some very simple, tangible steps that I would like everyone who has a business, even if you're in the beginning phase, to follow or maybe even to see if you're already doing this so that you can implement it right now to start your May great, which is like in a week, okay? And so 
To have a good month and to set goals, you want to first look at your yearly goal. Now, if you don't have a yearly goal, that's probably where we need to start, okay? So let's just say if your yearly goal was to make a certain amount of revenue in your business, I hope you know you have that goal. And then if you have a private practice or you want one, your goal should be how many clients would I like to serve? And of course, you want to consider are you part-time or are you full-time, okay? Um, do you have a solo practice or do you have a group practice because your answer may vary based on if you're more in an administrative role or are you working more in your business? So I'm going to give you three areas that I share with my clients, but it's broken down into an in-depth blueprint uh, business plan, which is you want to look at first, what are your foundational systems that are in place or that need to be in place? And I'm going to break that down in a moment. You also want to look at your yearly goal in terms of service, which I talked about with who you're serving, how many people you're serving, all that stuff. And then you also want to look at your yearly goal in terms of financial goal, including profitability, because you can say, I want to make $100,000. I want to make $250,000 in my private practice. However, how much of that money do you actually want to see in your bank account after you have paid yourself and you have paid for your expenses? And even though I may say private practice, I know that on my Instagram page and on my podcast, I have way more than just therapists listening to my information. So just interchange the word private practice with the name of your business, okay? And so let's break all of these three things down, foundation, service, and finances. So when you look at your foundation for your year, for your business, you want to ask yourself one important high quality question, which is what needs to be either fixed, changed, or enhanced in the foundation of your business? So I'll take myself back to my private practice, okay? So if I was in the beginning phase of my private practice and I wanted to lift up the hood to the car to look at the engine or the trunk, wherever your hood is, uh, your car, right? Then I'm going to ask myself, okay, does there is there anything that needs to be fixed, right? So, oh yeah, I need to fix the issue that I have with the medical biller because they're not submitting my billing. That straight up needs to be fixed. We need to have a conversation. So I need to write that down, but I, I'm not gonna say... I need to get my money right. I'm going to be very specific. I need to fix my medical billing standard operating procedures that outlines the expectations that I have for my medical biller of when I expect for them to submit my billing and when I expect for them to follow up with me. If something goes wrong with the billing, do we need to resubmit something? Did I code something incorrectly? There needs to be a timeline, which means that I need to look and see if I even created it, a standard operating procedure, which I find a lot of therapists have no standard operating procedure. Their standard operating procedure looks like this. I saw my client, I did my treatment plan, I wrote up my intake, maybe, and I wrote up my progress note. That's all. Next client, that system isn't written down. And then all of a sudden, when they may join my program or they may hear, or they may feel like they need to hire somebody or they want to roll out of the bed and hire another intern or intern or hire another therapist, and then all of a sudden call themselves a group practice, right? A group practice is like an agency. So what agency have you went to go work at and they onboarded you with no paperwork? They onboarded you with no standard operating procedures. They onboarded you with no employee handbook. Come on, let's get real, right? So what needs to be fixed or for, I'm gonna add another word, created, okay? Same with foundation, what maybe needs to be enhanced? Enhanced. So enhanced is you're not 
swapping out something. You want you don't want to fix something that's not broke, okay? So let's just go with billing. If your billing runs smoothly, and that includes you sending invoices to your clients, you charging their card, however you collect payment, private and or insurance. Does your process need to be enhanced? So let's just say if you have private pay clients, if you start noticing that your clients' cards are declining that are on file in your EHR, the enhancement not fixed would be, hmm, maybe I should start charging their card in the beginning of their session, maybe 15 minutes before their session, or as soon as they log on, you got another screen up, boom, charge their card, but you let them know if there's a change, okay? Because that way, even if you see a decline, you can probably let them know that before the session, or you can let them know that before the session is over. But needless to say, you didn't change billing your client, you just enhanced how you bill your client. Does that make sense? Um, Now, when it comes down to changes, you don't want to make too many changes in your business because if you're trying to compare month one to month two to month three, let's just say in a quarter like January, February, March, you won't be able to pinpoint what contributed to the increase in revenue, the decrease in client caseload, for example, if you changed too much about what you're doing, right? Let's see, Tosh, the LPC said, enhance how billing the client. Yeah, enhancements. You can enhance things. Like I enhanced the Dope Therapist Academy every single time I get a chance to. At first it was like every cohort, but I'm like every time I get feedback or I'm just talking to clients and they ask a question and I'm like, oh, that's why y'all always see me. If you want a coaching call with me, I always had these sticky notes, right? And um, Urban Counselor, this is so good. I already needed to hear this for my group practice. All right, cool. Now let's go into, so yeah, enhancements. You can enhance things all the time. But you don't want to make too many changes because you don't know, you won't be able to pinpoint where the progress or downfall happened in your business because you made too many changes, okay? So that's all with foundation is what needs to be created, fixed, changed, and or enhanced, okay? Now let's talk about the second area that you want to look at. And all of these you want to take a look at either at the end of a month going into the next month, which I would suggest. That way you can start the first of the month like, you know, hitting the ground running, all right? Now, the second point is service. So service in a private practice is clearly you providing service to your clients, okay? Or if you have a group practice, you positioning your clinicians to provide a service to the clients. And so you want to ask yourself, who are you serving this month? Who is your focus? Because as you grow your practice, you may have first started seeing adults and then you realize, oh, wait, I really want to start seeing couples. And then I really want to start seeing maybe family units with children. But do you do that all at the same time? You can But you got to remember, too, that comes with certain documentation and paperwork. The treatment plans look different. The release of information looks different. The therapy looks different, especially if online dealing with multiple people, multiple personalities. So you want to keep all of this in mind before you just start stacking on different client avatars, because you also got to keep in mind marketing. If you add on a client avatar to your current audience, especially online, websites, social media, email lists, newsletter, you have to then warn people up that you're doing something new, right? Or let them know that, hey, as of this day, I'm now going to be offering this type of therapy services or whatnot, or I'm going to, I'll have another therapist available that offers this type of therapy services. Like treat it like 
how I tell my clients, like treat it like a, a launch, like a product launch, like a some Jordans are dropping. They don't just drop the Jordans. They warm you up and then everybody like, oh, I got to count my coins, right? So do it the same way. So with service, who are you serving? How many number of sessions do you need to have based on your avatar, based on your modality of treatment, which may equal out a certain amount of money? How many sessions do you need to have per month to meet your financial goal? Now, this actually came from, and I'm going to go deeper in this in another podcast episode, but this stemmed from a session that I just had with one of my mastermind clients this morning. And I'll answer that question in a moment um, because we saw some increases, then some dips in her finances. But then when I dove deeper with her in her end of month reflection, we realized that she was launching some things in the last quarter, which is why she had a dip in her money because she had a dip in her client service hours. And at first she was like, oh my God, you know, like you, you get frantic when your money start playing games on a sheet of paper. But then we realized with the reflection that it makes sense and that's okay. I'm giving her permission to give herself grace because you were creating something in the beginning phase of that thing to then generate money during the second quarter. So sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. So let me go to the question in the comment box. Would you mind clarifying what you mean by client avatar? Client avatar is your ideal client. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? Who is your ideal client? Um, I'm not sure if this was already reviewed. Um, how do you feel about students studying to be counselors starting their business while they're in graduate school? Do you have any tips for starting a business while in academia? So I believe that it's never too early to brand yourself. However, I do believe that you can only, this is all loaded in one answer. As a student, you're consuming information, whether you are in the internship role, just collecting hours, but you're still kind of hands-on learning things you did not learn in school. I've been a college professor for over 18 years, practicum professor, dissertation chair. So I'm speaking to you as a coach, but also as a professor, okay, um, from undergrad, career to, or high school kids even to like doctor degree. So been doing this for a long time. And what I know just being a professor is that, you know, if we go back to psychology 101 and we talk about memory, right? chunking. Your memory can only receive up to a certain amount of information at a time. So what I tell people who are wanting to build a private practice and they see things like the Dope Therapist Academy and they see that there are pre-licensed therapists in there because we do accept pre-licensed therapists. The disclaimer that I give, whether it's for DTA or even just learning how to brand yourself and learning more information is first go in order, like crawl, walk, jog and then run and then run a marathon, right? And the private practice of your business is a marathon, which means that I would suggest students don't skip to just trying to run or run a marathon because they want money, right? Um, does that mean that you can't earn money right now? Absolutely. You can do workshops. You can do things based off of what you're an expert at right now because you are an expert. You got plenty of hours potentially going to school, learning all this stuff, right? You can do a lot of stuff during Mental Health Awareness Month. This will be a prime time for, I would say, a student, but also licensed therapist to dedicate some time. If you go to church, for example, can you volunteer an hour or 30 minutes of your time to talk to the congregation or talk to the ministry about what is mental health or what is confidentiality or when would it be appropriate to go outside of the church to go to therapy? Because honestly, there is so much that you can pray off. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my personal belief. Don't eat me alive for saying that. But me and my bishop and my pastors at the church have an understanding. Okay. And so I would say start with that. However, when it comes down to running a business and creating a business, I have seen in my work of being a coach for over eight years and then being a group practice owner, taking on interns, a lot of clinicians that I have met and spoken to, right? I ain't saying all therapists. I've recognized that they were similar to myself. 
They were a floater. They rolled out of bed and said, my clinical degree or my hours will help me become a business owner. I don't know where in the encyclopedia or class that they read that having a degree in psychology makes you a business owner. I don't know where they read that getting CEs or getting licensed will also be the same as you learning how to run a business. There's not a lot of CEs outside of mine and a handful from APA that will teach you how to run a business. So what am I saying? For our private practice community, we encourage students or pre-licensed clinicians not to start learning information to build their practice, like going all in until about three to six months before you get licensed. Why three to six months? Probably because you're in a preparation to take the test already, which means whatever information you have, you got it. Hopefully it's stored in long-term memory because you've been studying for a while. If you just hit the 3000 hour mark and you ain't started studying yet and you join DTA, you're going to be overwhelmed with new information. Does that make sense? Put in a comment box or something if that makes sense. Even if you're not a student, if you're licensed, you know doggone well it makes sense because a lot of us and our counterparts rolled out of bed and just opened up a private practice, okay? So again, with service, you want to look at for the month, who are you serving? How many sessions do you need to meet your financial goal? And what is your desired schedule? And of course, we don't just wake up and have our desired schedule, but what's one small step? Because we have to make small steps, right, to get the bigger goal. What's one small step that you can do to get closer to your desired schedule? So let's just say your finances are okay. Can you learn how to say no to clients who call you and they're not a good match for you instead of you trying to just fill a spot on your caseload? Why don't you leave that spot open for a client that you actually want to serve? So to me, that's one step of living an abundant life and having an abundant business is being able to show up and authentically be who you are and serve who you truly want to serve. Okay, so um, that service. And then the last part is what increase or decrease do you need to do in any type of service? Maybe you've recognized you don't like to work with kids no more. Maybe you only want to work with kids who know how to talk, like hold a conversation adolescents, teenagers, transitional age youth. So maybe you start saying no to anyone who starts calling you starting May 1st, who has somebody under the age of 13. Unfortunately, at this time, I no longer see children under the age of 13. I've said that multiple times when I made a change. Nobody got into their panties about it, you know what I'm saying, on a call, at least with me on a call. They might have got upset because maybe they called me six months ago and maybe their kid wasn't ready. Maybe they weren't financially ready or mentally ready to start treatment because it is a family system situation with parents and guardians. But now they call later and I'm either full or I ain't taking a type of client. They, they kid, right? But that's not, unfortunately, my problem. I'm going to run my business the way that I want to show up as being the best version of me, okay? So now let's talk about the last area, which is finances or wealth, okay? So you want to ask yourself, is there any rate changes that need to occur? Is somebody transitioning from EAP to private pay or EAP to then they're going to be on the insurance panel that I take? You want to be aware of all of this because this is going to change the monthly financial revenue that you're going to see when you do your end of number report, okay? Um, you also want to see, okay, is this a time that I need to request an increase with certain panels? Some panels have a requirement that you have to be paneled with them for a certain amount of time before you can request an increase. I talked to one of my clients yesterday, one of her panels, and I, I just assumed that it was because it was a PPO panel, that she, they actually told her she can't request an increase. And so I was like, well, that's new. But from what I understand too, talking to some of my clients in DTA, 
is a lot of them have requested increase, including myself, from panels that are HMO, not necessarily only PPO, right? So also, what are some panels or a panel that you need to get out of that you've been waiting to get off of? What's holding you back? Is it mindset? Do you need to be in a community like ours to help you figure out creative ways to market yourself to get self-pay, private pay clients? Because we have plenty of clinicians in our programs that have full caseloads with self-pay clients. And some clients that may, you know, some of my clients may say, well, how do they do that? I can't do that. I live in a neighborhood where or a community where everybody want to use their insurance. It's really about how do you show up as the expert? How do you market? And honestly, who your avatar is. If you're trying to serve people who thrive off of government assistance and you want to charge them $200, your goal and your client avatar, they don't match. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. So also with finances, do you need to hire a bookkeeper because you're spending too much time working in your business versus focusing working on it? Okay. How many clients on each level do you need to see to hit your goal? So when I say each level, if you see clients individually, group, family, you need to run those numbers because they're going to look different. And this is where I see clinicians are unable to run their numbers because they don't want to sit down and they and really do the real calculation. Like they'll try to say, oh, I got 15 clients each week. That's time forward at 60, 60 times 150. That's this amount. Oh my God, I'm still not increasing my revenue. Well, you just saw a group. And yeah, you may have still gotten paid 150 for that group because maybe their copay was super low or maybe you charged them a super low amount based off the population, but you also leverage seven hours of your time. So let's look at financial wealth. Your time is a wealth asset. It's a wealth vehicle. So you may be wondering, okay, well, but it didn't increase my revenue. Well, it did. Because now you're looking at being worth per hour a certain amount for serving more people. And now you can leverage the rest of that time that you would have saw all those people individually to go and make additional money maybe somewhere else, even outside of private practice. That's under wealth, okay? Now I'm going to slide in another thing that you want to consider for the month, which is abundance, okay? So abundance, the definition is having a large quantity of something, okay? So what will you do to reward yourself after your goal is met at the end of the month? What will you do? It doesn't have to cost money. It can be, you know what, at the end of Friday, because I only work until 12 o'clock on Friday, I'm not gonna work anymore in my business. I'm actually gonna go take a walk because it's sunny outside. I'm gonna go sit by the pool. I'm gonna go sit at Starbucks and just drink my tea and people watch, you know, whatever you wanna do, get outside if you can. Go watch your favorite Netflix show. Go turn on Hulu. Go do something that you deem enjoyable outside of work. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your husband or your wife. Do something else outside of work because you're working to enjoy life. You should not be working just to work. Okay? So let me just do a recap. We've talked about why is it important to set monthly goals, and I gave you tangible steps of how to do that. First step was look at what your yearly goal was. Then you want to sit down and say, okay, if this is my yearly goal, similar to a vision board, what do I need to focus on this month to get one step closer? And those goals will look different based on how far you are from the end of the year. Okay. So um, some other tips, your daily goals should not look like a to-do list. Even though it may be listed, you shouldn't go about it just listing out stuff. It should be very intentional. It might help for you to have a theme of the week a theme of the day. 
So if the theme of my week is like this month, we had one big theme, which is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference. Now, even though I talk about the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp, even though I am partnering with one of my um, previous coaches, mentors, to be able to give my clients more I'm going to say an enhancement to their business in areas where I teach my clients, but some of those students can't get into that program right now. I'm going to make it available to my whole damn community, my entire Instagram following. So did I drip multiple things this week? Yes. Was it intentional and on our calendar? Yes. Did I tell my social media team to post particular things at a certain frequency per week based off of my theme for the week? Yes. Is every day For the majority of the part on social media, a theme, yes. We have certain days that we only dedicate to the boot camp because we're focusing on private practice. I also have themes of the week in terms of this is the day that I'm going to create content such as podcasts. Now, the only area when it comes down to, I'm not going to say the only, but one of the areas that I will be a floater in, which is why I'm going live and why there was no announcement, is that I really go with energetic flow. And At some point in 2020 and 2021, I was crushing it when it came down to pre-recording podcasts three at a time, six to nine a week, killing the game, doing 15 to 20 minute tangible size podcasts simply because people were inundated with information at that time, but I needed to get the information out, but I wanted to get it out where they can listen to it, take action, and then wait for the next one. It don't have to be no whole one hour workshop. However, I'm in a season where I'm noticing that my energy is not aligned. I'm going to be fully transparent. My energy is not aligned with pre-recording anything at this point outside of a reel or something. And even that, I'll just say, let me just spend two minutes scrolling to see what the trending um, songs are. Okay, today the theme is I need to tell people to get on the wait list for the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference because the tickets will go on sale on Monday. If they want to be early notified, they need to get on the text list kind of thing. So, okay. What is my real? I'm about to highlight what our events look like. I'm about to show the impact that I make in a community. That is simply what went through my mind in less than one minute. And then see, y'all be overthinking a post or something like that. But the reason why y'all probably overthinking is because you don't have a plan. I have a plan. Sometimes I may wake up and say the universe or God is going to tell me how to execute the plan. But nevertheless, I wake up and I have a plan or I wake up and I set a plan. Okay. So your daily goal should not be in the form of just a to-do list and create a theme for the week and then retract and have a theme for the day. You can have a theme for the month as well, clearly, right? Then don't just have a scattered to-do list. And so you want to put your things that you're working on maybe in categories, right? So I put my household things in categories. So if I know that like today or actually tomorrow, tomorrow, one of the themes is going to be for home self-care. Self-care for me is that I need to call the doctor and make an appointment. I need to call the dentist and make an appointment. Um, I already made one appointment just kind of lounging around my house yesterday because I was in my free time looking at stuff that I wanted to do to enhance my self-care, right? As a woman, as a mom, as a wife, all that good stuff. But tomorrow is going to be, what do I need to do for about an hour, if that, to do these things? And then I'm going to compartmentalize that morning hour only because I ain't working for the full day. I got things to do. But part of that day will also consist of What am I doing to prepare to release these tickets to the public for Monday? I got to have all of that in order. I got to have my emails in order. So my list will say, I need to schedule this amount of emails. I need to make sure that my team knows on Monday at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. They need to blast that post across social media. I also will know that I need to record a certain reel to say, boom, tickets on sale kind of thing. 
That's based off a theme. So what I've shared with some of my students is a scattered brain gets scattered results. Let me say that again. A scattered brain gets scattered results. So if you're wondering why you're not also seeing the results that you would like in your business or in your life, it's more than likely because you're trying to just flow through life saying, oh, I'm just going to let the God and universe tell me what to do. But they, God will typically deliver based off of what you ask for. So if you don't know, if you're not clear with what you're asking for, how can he guide you if, if that's who you believe in, right? So um, let me know if this has been helpful on a scale of one to 10, if you've been watching it all the way or midway through. Let me know from what you heard if this has been helpful. If you happen to listen on the podcast when it's published, probably a week or two from now, let me know if this has been helpful by simply leaving me a five-star review and also letting me know what was your biggest takeaway from the podcast episode. Those really warm my heart and that tells me that you went the extra step to let me know that what I'm creating and setting aside time for is actually making a difference in your mindset, in your lifestyle and or in your business, okay? Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. So we got uh, BWB counseling, right? Urban counselor. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, So let me just do some basic announcements. Depending on when people will listen to it on the podcast, but you're listening to it now live on Instagram, is two things are happening in the next 30 days, okay? So the biggest biggest new thing is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. So you may be wondering, well, what is that? How is that different from stuff you put out on social media, on YouTube, right? So let me just give you a snapshot, right? Um, In a shorter version, I'm going to get straight to the point, is you want to think about our conference as not just a business conference, but a conference where therapists get together collectively. We are focusing on the integration of being a CEO and abundant living. A lot of the conferences that you go to may focus on one thing, one big theme, like make money in your business, marketing, right? We're going to get down and dirty with particular session topics, panelist topics, keynote speakers with, yeah, talking about wealth, um, how to get more money in your business, how to become the best version of you. We're going to tear that apart. I got a whole acronym, y'all, on the enrollment page to get your ticket for BECOME, okay? Because I've been talking about that for two years now, and it's time for it to come to light all the way, but in person. And so we're going to talk about the integration of CEO and abundant living. That's the big number one, right? Um, We're going to talk about how you don't have to choose and that you are able to have both. Most importantly, let me be fully transparent of how we really about to show up different. We are about to talk about in that conference, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, what does that mean? I want to be uplifted. I want to be abundant. In order for you to see the other side of abundance, I want to be very clear and share with you all what is happening behind closed doors of businesses that you see me highlighting on my page, but you don't see what happens behind closed doors when therapists want to throw in a towel. Let me know if I'm speaking to you right now or you know a therapist that feels this way. Therapists feel motivated. Therapists feel burnt out. Therapists feel unappreciated, undervalued, underpaid. You want your own business, but you didn't realize this shit was so damn hard, right? You want to throw in a towel. You wanted to have a group, but you can't find nobody to fill it. Or you hired someone, but they didn't work out or they suck, right? It is so many things that happens behind closed doors in businesses But sometimes even our community only sees the outcome like, oh, 10 millions equal $10,000. You have no idea what that student went through in 30 to 60 days to put together her first big launch and be exhausted AF. 
You don't know what that looked like. So guess what? We about to open up the hood to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yeah, it'll be high vibrant. It'll be energetic. But it's also going to be where you are able to get into a safe space to talk to like-minded other clinicians. You don't have to be licensed to show up. I'd encourage you to invite some of your pre-licensed therapists that are also close to licensure so that they can really get to see what they are looking forward to, not to scare them, but to prepare them. Because if you can get prepared for the good, the bad, and the ugly, you are more resilient and you are you have the ability to bounce back a lot faster because now you're in the position where you like, well, bring it. I know it's going to be some bad days. Bring it. Why? Because now you have tools. And of course, if you're part of our community or you decide to join our community at any point, either before, during or after the conference, you'll see how we'll pull all that together. Okay, so you'll get a safe space to talk what is what it is really like to become a CEO, not just a boss babe, entrepreneur, boss guy, whatever you want to call it. It's not a woman conference. Men can come because that was asked. It's not an all black coalition conference. We want a diverse population. Right. But we're also going to talk about what it looks like to have multiple roles in life and integrate business ownership. Okay. Tickets do go on sale on April 25th, which is Monday. If you want to be notified a little early and you don't know what I mean by early, you just pay attention to your phone. Then you definitely want to text TDA 22, TDA 22, like therapists deserve abundance 22, no spaces in between to my phone number 310-388-8603. You text that code and you will automatically, if you're not already on the notification list. Now, let me be clear. Even if you get my business affirmations, because you will get them by default by being on that uh, text list, right? I can't see your phone number for privacy purposes. Just to let you know. All right. You can unsubscribe at any time. Just press, just click, uh, type out stop just to let you know. But I really just send you when I'm going live for workshops and or um, like on YouTube and then um, just something I have coming up like a business affirmation for you, motivation or a conference. Like I'll put you on a special list. You have to text that code to be segmented to that list because only those people on that list are going to get a super early notification. Now you may be wondering why is the notification important? Well, let's just say this. I'm going to break out some basic statistics. I got like 20,000 some people on Instagram. Granted, not all of them are therapists, but a good amount of them at this point are at least half of them now, right? I have over 25,000 people or something like that on Facebook, right? I have my family stuff on Facebook, which there's therapists in there. Then we have our community that's filled with a few hundred therapists that are in our ecosystem, in our coaching programs. There's only a hundred seats. Let me just be very clear about that. I haven't probably said that on a page I say limited seating. There is only 100, one, zero, zero, not a thousand, not 500. There's a hundred. And there's a reason as to why I capped it out because I still need to feel some point level of intimacy because of the things that we're going to be doing. Yes, the conference will have breakout sessions. And when I'm talking about breakout sessions, meaning you about to turn to your table and you about to do some work in the room because I expect that you're going to walk out an entirely different person. That's what I can guarantee if you show up wholeheartedly, if you are there in the room, if you're present, if you ain't trying to be scrolling on your phone the whole time you're there, be a CEO and delegate some stuff or schedule some stuff out because I need you to be fully present that Friday and that Saturday in Los Angeles, August 26th and 27th, be there or you won't be able to see us again in that type of arena for I don't know how long because I didn't say this was annual. I didn't say it was coming back. It is definitely not coming back this year. So it is coming up in August. So that answers some of the questions that I've been getting in the DM. Just decided that I would say it on 
live and on the podcast. Okay. So there are limited seating. Now, for those of you who are more interested in private practice as well, you can still show up to the conference, right? But if you're interested solely in building a profitable private practice, or maybe you've reached a plateau in your private practice and you need to assess the health of your current or future private practice, then all you have to do is go to the link in my bio, drtk.com forward slash links. That's where all of my resources are, including the conference notification email list, right? But I got a text list that will go a lot quicker. And I have something called the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. We have decided and changed it yet again, sorry, but it is for good cause. We've looked at our stats And we've recognized that our students have had bigger aha breakthroughs from being able to come to a day boot camp for 30 minutes to an hour, having a break like a day or two to implement the workbook, coming back on day two, doing part two, doing the workbook, having a day off, and then coming back another day later, watching the video either live or replay. It will be available for replay for a limited time and then doing the workbook. And then at that time, yes, I'll tell you about DTA at the end of that. But the whole purpose of that boot camp is to help you assess the health of your foundation of your private practice, your marketing, your wealth, and your mindset as a business owner. It's an assessment. Okay. It's not a coaching call. All right. So if you want to spend free, free, three free hours with us or up to an hour per day or have the accessibility to these videos, you do need to sign up in the link in the bio at drtk.com forward slash links on the podcast is in the show notes. Our next boot camp will be May 7th, May 7th. When is going to be the next one? It was on my calendar, but we've changed some things on our calendar because of this conference. So let me be very clear. Some people got used to me talking about this every single month. There is no guarantee it's about to happen in June or July because I have a big old conference to plan for 100 clinicians for August. That is not an easy task. This is my first time doing it on this magnitude outside of my wedding, which I guess technically I have done it for 200 people. So it's fun for me. But it is still a lot of work, which means that I'm going to set my goals accordingly per month and not be scatterbrained. So that means that you need to give yourself permission to make changes when you realize that you put too much on your plate. Okay. All right. So I love you. Thank you for tuning in to the live podcast. Um, Again, check out drtk.com forward slash links. Sign up for the free Prosperous Private Bootcamp if you want to learn more about private practice. Definitely get on that text list if you want to show up to that conference. Share this information with other therapists for the conference. We want to pack the house out because at the end of the day, it's always a partay with your girl, Dr. TK. Bars! I don't even make that up, y'all. All right. You all have a great day. I really enjoyed you. If you have questions based off this podcast episode, feel free to just hop in my DM. Once I hop on up in there and check all three lanes, because it's like three different columns in the DM, then I will get to you as quickly as possible. But other than that, I may see you at the conference. I may see you in the boot camp. It is on Zoom, so we get to see each other this time. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.